Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Modern Wisdom Podcast. And this week is an absolute treat. It is the return of the catch-up series with Johnny and Yusuf from Propane Fitness. No agenda, no topics in hand other than what has been happening in our lives, what we've been reading, listening to, watching, all the rest of it. We're going to cover my trips multiple to America, uh, Yusuf's complete lack of life due to the fact that he is studying for his medical finals, the fact that Johnny is about to start doing CrossFit, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie and just how terrible it is, uh, some different options for how we think the world might end. What else did we talk about? Our Planet and David Attenborough. It's jam-packed with mostly bullshit and the boys trying to derail the podcast. But it's awesome as always. I love having them on. And it is nice to uh, lighten up the cognitive load sometimes in between learning about how to extend life or alien civilizations. It's sometimes nice to just rail on Johnny Depp being a bit weird for a while. So yes, if you do have any questions, comments or feedback, as always, I would love to hear from you at Chris Willex on all social media. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution and borrowing, Everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37 thousand companies have already made the move so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com modern right now. That's netsuite.com modern. This episode is brought to you by Crafted London. Finding men's jewellery that doesn't suck is very difficult and Crafted London have nailed it. They're the number one men's jewellery company worldwide. They're sweatproof, waterproof, heatproof, and gym-proof. They've got custom designs in gold and silver, necklaces, chains, pendants, bracelets, rings, and earrings. If you've seen me on any of the big cinema episodes on YouTube wearing a necklace, it will always be from Crafted. I absolutely love it. It works with formal wear, casual wear, whether it's daytime or nighttime. All of the pieces are super high quality. The designs are great, and uh, I love them. That's It's all I wear. Also, they have an unlimited lifetime guarantee so if your piece breaks for any reason at any point during the entire life of the product they will give you a new one for free get a 15 percent discount site-wide on everything by going to bit.ly slash cd wisdom and using the code mw15 at checkout that's bit.ly slash letter c letter d wisdom and mw15 at checkout this episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've worn Whoop for over four years now, since way before they were a partner on the show, and it is the only wearable I have ever stuck with because it's the best. It is so innocuous, you do not remember that you've got it on, and yet it tracks absolutely everything 24-7 via something from your wrist. It tracks your heart rate, it tracks your sleep, your recovery, all of your workouts, your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, how much you're breathing throughout the night. It puts all of this into an app and spits out very simple, easy to understand, and fantastically usable data. It's phenomenal. I am a massive, massive fan of Whoop, and that is why... 
It's the only wearable that I've ever stuck with. You can join for free, pay nothing for the brand new Whoop 4.0 strap, plus you get your first month for free, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can buy it for free, try it for free, and if you do not like it, after 29 days, they will give you your money back. Head to join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. That's join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. But for now, please welcome Johnny and Yusuf. Joined by Johnny and Yusuf from propanefitness.com. Catch up 103. Come around so fast. You think we'd have caught up by now? Well, the problem is that we're a conveyor belt of catching, aren't we? Things constantly happen that we need to catch. Exactly. Faster than we can actually get them out. But the map is not the territory. Because if we were catching up at the exact pace that they were coming in, we would just be live broadcasting all of our lives. We'd just be current. Yeah, we would. We would be streamers. And we're constantly behind as well. We would be streamers. I have a microphone in on my desk, and these kids walked past the other day and were like, "Oh, are you a streamer?" <laughs> <laughs> and and I, that was the moment I knew that I'm out of touch with the youth these days. I was like, uh, "Kind of, but not." Similar. Actually, what I do are webinars. They're very similar. <laughs> webinar, <laughs> webinar, but they're crucially different. Uh, do you need your ad set optimizing? <laughs> they give the appearance of live. But they're sometimes pre-recorded. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's a lie. Yeah. Webinar. Webinar. Um, So, yeah, it's been not that long since the last one, but loads of stuff's happened. So we're going to catch the fuck up. Catch all of it up. Catch it up. Into one big bit. Have you got a a synopsis of what's happened over the last sort of two months for you? Johnny doesn't drink eggs anymore. Doesn't drink eggs anymore. Got injured. (laughs) Johnny got injured. You've been a hermit. I did. I did get injured. You did. You're doing CrossFit. Yeah. You're now as CrossFit. Of, well. As of tomorrow. I mean, when this goes live, anything might have happened. Yeah. What so I love is the fact it, that you're... What, what, what constitutes you were doing CrossFit? Like, you, you did a CrossFit. Does that mean you are now doing CrossFit? What's your current training methodology, Johnny? <laughs> Great question. As of right now? CrossFit. Say it. Well, no, because I haven't done a CrossFit yet. Done a CrossFit. Like, right, I, anyway. I have to do the CrossFit, like, three hour, this is how to CrossFit. Yep, you do. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I feel like we were just pounding Johnny with questions there. Like, what, okay. what was the name of the first female president? What's your favourite colour? Don't know. What's your mum's name? Female president. Been, <laughs> what's your favourite type of dog? Green dog. Green, okay. Green dog. Right, Green so, um, what have you done, Yusuf? I've literally just been... Medicine. Yeah, deep in the hole. Final few weeks now, so... What are the final few weeks of doing a medical degree like for anyone who's considering doing it? So, you, your, your anal tone is non-existent. When you say anal tone, yeah, can you describe what you mean? <clears throat> you that you can't maintain the integrity of your so fecal bu- continence. Bum is normally, but instead, it's just yeah. Farts don't make a sound. <laughs> like a windsock. Yeah. yeah, and I, I'm I'm saying that as an analogy for the intense fear that I experience day to day at the moment. So, this time last year, I had a heart rate monitor, and my resting heart rate was. Between 80 and 100 Is that all, the, all the time. Withings. Withings watch. Yeah. Nokia yeah. watch. Definitely didn't give that away from an influencer program for free. Sorry, Withings. <laughs> um, so what's the fear? The fear is comprised of having to reset the year. Yeah. It's it's the nine grand, isn't it? It's the nine grand. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. So what if someone gave you nine grand now and said, if you have to reset the year, we'll pay it? 
he'd want to use the nine grand for something else. But you can't do that. I think the NHS pay for one reset. So what are you bothered about? It. It's a, a year of my life. So are you bothered about the nine grand or are you bothered about the year of your life? It, it's the whole package. Like, All right. So yeah. how, there's two scenarios. Okay. One, you can reset and you can do it immediately, but it's nine grand. The other... I'll do that. You, you pay nine grand, you rather, pay nine than grand rather than it's free, but you have to do it this yeah. time next year. I mean, it's Definitely. like nine grand or a year of your life. Yeah, because easy choice. Because you've got opportunity cost, lost earnings, um, potential compounding of that lost earnings time <laughs> over the following year. It's like, yeah, easily. Nailed it. It's like when you spent 900 quid on the little bit for your car and oh. you said to me that you'll never get that 900 quid back and you'll always be 900 quid worse off <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> It's like that, but with nine grand. Yeah. Nine grand. Heartbreaking. I went to America. Twice. 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 You went to America. Two times. Back, back. And then you've gone, done, gone back to it again. And came, came back again, yeah. Like there was such run. a short gap between two, weeks. two trips. It was what, like a shuttle run. Two weeks. What stops you just staying there? Do you have things I'd to have, take I'd have, I'd have been, well, yeah. I have a life. Dogs Cross, to feed. CrossFit. <coughs> had CrossFit to, to do. Yeah. Fist across. Um, so yeah, no, first trip was really cool. Um, flew out to Redlands to go and film with Ron Ward again. Um, got to see Daniel and Sean are the two uh, people that own that. And Daniel showed me his fancy new 911 Turbo, um, which is a terrifying vehicle. Is it supple? Is it supple? Yeah, it's very, yeah. It's, it's the best. It's lost its... Uh... What? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know what you mean. It, that's it. It's a terrible reference. to. If anyone knows in the comments... What, 9-11, it's the best? Yeah. This isn't a joke based on... 9-11? Yeah. No. Right, well, right. fine, because you're an God. Arab. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. We no. need to be careful. That's here. a ISIS yeah. reference. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a clip from The Dictator. Okay, cool. We'll wait and see. Yeah. You just give it away. That's true. Oh. Fucked it. So you did okay. Romwood. What did you do differently at Romwood this time than last time? Um, so very similar sort of day in terms of filming. Um, they... Uh, both times, actually, I did some of their yoga workouts beforehand. So the guys that own Romwod have a huge yoga studio attached to the side of them. Um, and Video Gardeen should be throwing clips in just as we speak. Are they going to be going? Um, yeah, exactly. Just whizzing past That'll us. Cool. But the problem is we don't know. We don't know when we're going to be held in that YouTube loading bay. You know, where it's just us and all of the other YouTubers that are doing cutaways waiting to come back. We don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> so we're just going to be dropped into purgatory. Do you understand? Took me a while, for but the, I'm with it. For the podcast or for the wrong word? I mean, we're, I suppose we're at so many purgatories all at once. We are. Anyway, so one of, one, of the, one of the big differences was I did a bunch of yoga workouts beforehand. Um, a lot of silicon in, uh, in American yoga studios. A lot of silicon. Hold on. So yoga workout distinct from a normal Romwod workout. Yeah, so Romwod's like just yin yoga. They have a huge yoga studio that has a thousand members or like five hundred members or something next door to where we film. Is so, it branded Romwod? No, so it's room? the yoga rooms in Redlands. Highly recommended <clears throat> for anyone who's listening from Redlands. So the owners of Romwod yep. have a separate business. Yes, which is their first business, which is a yoga studio which has classes which regularly top a hundred people. And that just has a lot of silicon in it. There's a lot mm. of uh, enhanced women there. Right. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, I see what you mean. I was thinking them. silicon floors, weird. Just like what? Odd, odd, odd material choices. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the, the like their so. primary their primary market appears to be um a heavy amount. Well, no, they're not big boobs. Not necessarily before they go. Um, mm-hmm. so women maybe 
30 to 50, 55. Um, very well presented. Fair bit of money. Redland's quite, quite a sort of affluent area. Um, and there's just, there's a lot of chests there, like high volume of chests. Um, and I asked, I was like, why? Three sets of 12. Yeah. Five, five three, one. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I said, why, why is there so many big, big boobs here? Mm. Uh, and it turns out that like a couple of the, members their husbands are cosmetic surgeons right. they just get so much business <clears throat> that's it yeah it's just wow. pure just a big pyramid scheme yeah that's all it is there's a guy I follow on Snapchat called the Miami Doctor I don't know if you've seen him he's a plastic surgeon in America that just documents all of his like bum jobs and boob jobs and everything and thank you he is just he must be raking it in now. He's mm. got such a big exposure from mm. just live streaming his surgeries. Really? Um, like live yeah. streaming, cutting someone's it's, mind. It's, it's brutal as well. I think he just gets their consent and just, like he does like a before and after. So he brings the camera over to their pre-picture and then goes over to the like freshly sewn up person. But How the, the bum junk is like a big metal tube like that. He's just going like, like it's it's really. It's like, have you ever seen anyone have liposuction? Yeah, no. Really yeah. Proper scraping it like wow. big like a sword. Yeah, like a, that's, that's you it. know the sort of thing that you used to sharpen knives with. Jesus yeah, Christ! Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought it would be more like. I thought it would be more akin to like just whipped cream. I thought it would just fall out. No, mm. you've got to like detach it from the. the oh, it, it's it's a really wow, that's painful. Yeah. So yeah, um, did these yoga workouts? Uh, avoided getting too distracted by all of the silicon. Um, they were really fucking hard. There's one of them where they add a load of weight to it. So there's a weighted bar that you have, like a a workout bar, probably about three feet long. Like a barbell. Can... No, it's not. It's 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 it has the appearance bar. has the appearance of a barbell, but it's only three feet long and made of rubber. So I guess just a not he- silicon. A heavy weighted bar. Might be silicon. Probably everything in there is fucking silicon actually. Um so that happened. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we are just giving the derailers. Just, 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 we're trying to get trying through to tell this a story, podcast, wrecking it, absolutely destroying it. Okay, so the listeners have tuned in not to hear yoga. you two just it's, it's say our, silly things. This is our only purpose on the podcast to just derail. We've got nothing story. interesting to say. Yeah, that's that is true. So yoga barbell weighted. Just it was really difficult. Work one thing, bar. one thing that um, Daniel Sloss said when I was speaking to him was he said that Americans tend to make like a woo noise from the back of the room, and I was like in yoga, no, just oh, generally sorry, when right. he's doing his sets, and he's like it's really... enthusiasm. So it, like, it, yeah, it's enthusiasm, but it's just fucking peanuts. Woo! It's just off-putting, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't like the fact that they do it and he complains at them and he tells them off. And he's like, look, every time that you do that, I'm going to stop. Uh, really? It's very at odds with the Scottish. Yeah. He's a bit mindset. more kind of, yeah, blunt. And, mm. um, so he says that he's going to stop. And I, I was laughing about the fact that they do this because it's like Ric Flair, right? Remember Ric Flair, the wrestler? Anyway, the, that was a perfect opportunity to derail the podcast <laughs> and you've just totally missed it. Um, so... I'm in this yoga class. He's already warned me about this wooing thing that Americans do. And as it's starting to build up in the intensity of this yoga workout, it's getting more and more. People start wooing from the back of the class. And they're like, come on, you've got this. You can, you can stay. Like if you're doing like a hollow hold or like a, like an ab crunch or whatever, and you're holding it for a little while. Mm. And there's people from the back of the class that are wooing. What I noticed was it was a lot of the people who had <clears throat> dropped the hold. And it's like, look, if you've said, hold the bottom of an air squat, and everyone's in the bottom of an air squat, and you're stood up, and you're going woo, mm. 
That seems unfair. You're just taking the piss off. Don't you? pretend to be a part of the people that are grinding it out. It's not very, like, deep ujjayi breaths, is it? It's mm-hmm. not. No. Like the yoga that you I've never been doing. yoga. It's, <laughs> so it's very, very untraditional. They mix music live. Like, they've got DJ decks that they mix music live and loop the music as they build up the oh, right. intensity. Uncre- incredibly well done. Bloody like, hell. super, super well done. Best. Anyone who manages to, like, emancipate that to the UK is flying. So I love the difference. Between that. So, so I've been back at yoga again the last few weeks and it's like you're afraid to even breathe too loudly, aren't you, in that in that one that we go to. Mm, very traditional. But there's no like... No, no. So it's loud, loud club style music. They started playing Queen. They started playing Country. Um, it's like very rocky, very, very hot and sweaty. And this room is massive. Dean will make it appear. But um, this room is huge and they've got... As you walk in, there's Lululemon, like the biggest racks of Lululemon that you've ever seen, and a huge open desk with juices and smoothies, and everything's expensive and really nice. And then they've just got this huge, <laughs> huge studio where people are like mats are side to side to side. It was just it was impressive to see what happens when you take a concept and a, a like high amount of experience and then kind of flip it on its head. A little bit. It's still yoga, but really no one no one could probably recognise that. Um, mm. So yeah, did that. Film for Romwad, um, like four, no, six routines a day, including two warriors, uh, some of which nice. have got... Two some, warriors in a day? Two warriors per day. One warrior of each day, but right. like five or six other routines. Um, pretty hefty, including some new poses, which are terrible, and incorporate walls. So you imagine that you've got a wall in front of you and you're putting your arms up on the wall, but you're laid flat. So it's like a uh, seal pose, but instead of arms pushing onto the floor, arms oh. are up on the wall, so you're falling through your arms. Absolute agony. Kept us there for ages. I did it. Um, him, uh, his wife and me were co-modeling what was going on. Oh, that sounds and, so awful, Chris. Yeah, if, there was one, <laughs> if there's one way to make your wife like be in a mood with you, it's write that pose and then push her into doing the routine. Right. So that was fun. Putting you a lot of you're in flexion, spinal flexion the whole time, and opening up the shoulders, right. so you can fall your head through. So that was fun. Um, and then yeah, went to went to LA and spent a fair bit of time on Venice Beach in Santa Monica, um, and was just reintroduced to this electric scooter phenomenon, which is completely destroying LA like in a cool way, but it's just the maddest thing to see now. There's for people who don't know, Bird, Lime, uh, I think it's like Up and something else, are brands of scooter oh, companies right, okay. who have just dropped these 24-kilometer range electric mini scooters, like what you'd see kids riding around on, um, school children, but they've got a little trigger on them, which when you push it, accelerates up to about 16 miles an hour and a little brake, and everyone is just whizzing around on these scooters and you open it like a um, one of those ride-on uh, bikes that you can get in the UK at the it's moment. It's like a micro-scooter. With it, an electric motor. Is it because the town is so fast that you need... It's because a lot of people around. already skate and bike and there's heavily pedestrianised areas that are built for... or, um, I guess, riding areas that are built for exactly that. What's the problem with normal bicycles? That they're not as cool. Okay. And they don't go as fast, like unless you've and really you done it. You have to, you have to, you have to use it. it. So every different iteration of 
scooter and electric vehicle has now been used by these people. So you've got like an electric scooter one, then you've got a bike one where you can both pedal and uh, use the electric motor to go even faster and they're fucking rapid. Um, And there's a skateboard one now where you just a skateboard with a remote control and you scan it and you can just deposit them wherever you stop. And so it's, it's exactly like the bikes in yes. the UK, yeah. but much better. Much better, faster, more um, like cheaper as well. It's a dollar to start and like I think it's like 15 cent a minute. It's like 10p a minute to ride however far you want. I suppose you're using power, aren't you? Yeah. And then there's a. Do you, do you have to dock it in certain stations? No, so there's the, an entire sub uh, market of charges. So people get paid to charge these things. You sign up as a charger, take the things home with you, plug them into your wall, and then you get money based on how oh. many you charge. I'm so looking forward to this like decentralization. So with the Tesla thing as well, you know, they're saying you can, if you get a Tesla that has the, the full self driving unit, you can then Uber it out to people when you're not using it. So it can take you to work. And then you just leave it to just taxi people around. Is that really what they've said? Apparently, inter- yeah. Internal facing camera. If someone like spunks or vomits in your car, and then you can always clean that up. Or both. <laughs> VMD was just like trying to, um, <laughs> yeah, or both, and then you can just charge them for it. So um, just automatically as well. So it can just make you money while you. That I is, feel like there's a, there's I cannot wait. There's a gap cars. for because the, the, I mean they already exist, don't they? Teslas can already drive themselves, but it's so they have to be safe enough that you can just. Yeah, did did we talk about this last time where we were saying how people would rather die of their own mm, volition? Voli- yeah, their, their own folly than die from an automated car, even yeah. though the the chance of dying is like a thousand times less. Yeah, it's like mm. it's just people don't like putting their uh, life in the hands of something. They would much much sooner make their own make their own error, wouldn't they? Would you, if you were offered to have, if you had to have surgery for something? And you were offered to have it done by a robotic algorithm that's got the like micro mm-hmm. things. Would you do it? I'd want to see with the success rate. Okay, like, assuming it had a much higher success rate. Yeah, fine. Would you? I'd want to know how many operations the algorithm had done. Okay, so you are not the pilot patient. Well, so I think that the algorithm is going to learn based off. So the surgeon, let's say, has tens of ten thousand hours of experience. Uh, the algorithm may have only seen what's been programmed, but like. It's how the surgeon reacts based on the experience in a unique that situation. Is an excellent answer. That is. <laughs> nice. yeah. I'm going to interject here because I can't get it out of my mind. This new <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean movie, <laughs> which has just come on Netflix, is fucking shit. Not seen it. Captain Jack Sparrow steals a safe, which attaches itself to an entire house or bank, and then they have like four horses that have a. You can imagine all these horses have got ropes behind them. They've attached it into this safe. They pull the safe and it's this comedy thing where they've hooked it through the back of the building and the safe's going to pop through the back of the building, but they don't. They just drag the whole building for like two towns. And the entire building's being pulled behind all of these horses. Can you understand what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, that's ridiculous. And Johnny Depp has completely lost his mind. Just running around like... Well, it's just, yeah, I mean... Captain Jack Sparrow. The, the worst thing is that I don't think that he even knows who he is when he takes off the Captain Jack Sparrow thing now. Mm. Like, he's been shaving his head and... Wearing like t-shirts did, did something with something a while ago. He like on. smuggled a dog into Australia or something. Did he? Did you, did you see that? No. The news. It was, a, it was a while ago. Like I'm sure him and his wife, if he has a wife, is that out of touch I am with this. Yeah. He was on the news. Do you know what it is, Dean? Dean can't. Dean can't speak. <laughs> Dean, Dean speak. doesn't know what it is. Dean He's shaking speak. his head at me. Dean doesn't speak. 
he did something where he was having to publicly apologise for smuggling, smuggling a dog, dog into the country. Jesus Christ. That's right. Why? I, I never understand why public apology... Was it Australia? Like, well, I thought it was right. Nice. I, I want to find out deem like, It's so weird that just because you're a celebrity means that you have to then do public apologies for taking a dog across borders. That's like, true. It's totally... What's this reason? Why, why do I have to project my apology to... Jack Sparrow. Yes, like, Captain Jack Sparrow. It's the Liam Neeson thing we talked about on Catch Up 101. Yeah. One. One. Yeah, that is bizarre, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. once you're in the public eye, anything that you do is now... It's accountable the... to all of humanity. Like, it's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> because you were in a film once. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> surely taking a dog across the thing, like, that, that is only between you, the dog, and border control, and no one else. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dog is culpable, isn't it? Well, it, like, the dog maybe wanted to, but still... You're facilitating the dog's crime. Yeah, maybe that's it. It might. I mean, the dog might have threatened him. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> I just can't get over how photos that I've got opposable thumbs. Can't make a threat without opposable thumbs. Yeah, I, I also didn't like Age of Ultron from uh, Avengers. The the whole Marvel shit, and this is going to offend a lot of people, but I yeah, really careful, struggle with careful, it. Careful, have you seen any of them? Yeah. Which ones? <laughs> I saw the one where there's a guy with a big glove, and he's got <laughs> Iron Fist. Is it like big fist? Big bloke, big glove. Is it called little, big fist? Little midget gems that he has to put in the glove. And when he puts the midget gems in the glove, <laughs> he, uh, he kills those people. This is the one I watched. And he I has this, he has this really sort of lovely justification for it. But And then people with hammers and... Um, like there's a bloke with a hammer, he tries to stop him. Obviously doesn't work, yeah. Bloke with bloke the shield, he tries to stop him. Again, doesn't manage it. Guy with the midget gems in his glove <laughs> has got a... A chin that looks big a, bit, a bit like a scrotum, doesn't he? Huge, and it's a big chin. Looks a lot like a scrotum. I don't know what this one is. It's a. That's called Prognathia. What's that? That. Can you then, just go profile for the. And then Retrognathia is the other opposite where people are like. It's <laughs> <laughs> very debilitating. Um, I'd far rather. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd rather. Well, one, of, one of our you friends. You can imagine and, what that's like, but. Friend of the show who will be listening, Alex Lonsdale, had that where he had the underbite. The surgery is pretty man. When he had that, when he had that, so you had you have your jaws. Surgeon comes up and just (coughs) just a big right hook. Yeah, and then you have to like. Do you actually? Can you explain what the procedure is? So the 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 jaw is just set anteriorly to where it should be. So the 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 joint is there. That is forward. So they have to just break the whole thing. So they break the. How do they break the things there? I don't know how they must. They don't just pop off. I imagine just goes. Because yeah. my, Lego, my Lego, my Lego when I had a kid, it, like you can change the hair just yeah. by pulling it, or the head, or the hands. You can't change the hands. Yeah, you can pull the hands out. Can you? Yeah. Oh yeah, but it's just like a stick at the end. Mm. Well, it's just that, isn't it? When you're a Lego man, you have a square head with a hole in the top and hands like that. Only thing that would be good for and feet with holes in the bottom. Only thing that having Lego hands would be good for giving blowjobs and eating subway sandwiches, kipping pull-ups, or in- interacting with other Lego on fat grips. Because all Lego Shake is hands. designed like a Lego. Hi there. Uh, okay. Hello. Yeah. Hello. How are you? You'd have to do this, wouldn't you? Hello. How? You 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 stay still. No, you st- ignore that one. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to do this. <laughs> this yeah, that works like that. as well. While, could, while could, having the while whilst your jaws <laughs> set anteriorly. What is it? Again? So you yeah. pop, pop, pops off. Take or, that. Snap it. Shave some of it off. 
Possibly. I haven't, I haven't seen the procedure, but like, and then, yeah, just stick it back Put in. Put it back in. What but causes that? Is it muscular or is it... I think it's the way the bone sets. Must be structural. <clears throat> Has to be structural. <clears throat> Otherwise, it's just be like, calm down, mate, and your jaw will go back. Someone yeah. I met um, said that she had a tight jaw, TMJ, and she met someone who TMJ. was a t- temporomandibular dysfunction. Uh, TMD. VMD. J. Jaw. Jump. I don't know. Um... And a massage therapist told her it was because her pelvic floor was tight oh and needed to like, Here we go. release her pelvic <laughs> this floor. Is, this is just venturing into the world of chiropractors now. Or <laughs> <laughs> would you like? Everyone's been to a physio. Okay, some no matter here. what, no matter what the problem is, clamshells. It's your glute function. Side line clams. Like my, mate, my shoulder hurts. Well, I mean, it could be to do with the, your glute activation. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't, mate. So I would love if anyone could let us know in the comments if you're a physio or if you know physios. Why are some physios so faddy? Because you, you know you get the physio that just loves um, kinesio tape and just puts it on everything, everything regardless yeah. of what placebo the tapes have been a Plase- Oh god! And then like X band walks or. <laughs> Single leg glute bridge. Suppose you get like personal trainers doing the same thing, don't you? Like, just mm. give everyone like you've got the stability work. The, the old old middle aged old woman who's very overweight and just gives her like twenty ones for curls, and you're like, <laughs> what you want to do? You, right, you want to do your partials? No, once you go to fill in, get your partials. Seven, and, uh-huh, and then turn them and then up, up yeah, there, squeeze it, squeeze it right there, <laughs> up, bit more. You've got to get the mind muscle connection, yeah. You want to squeeze it at the top. I just want to lose a bit of my belly fat. No, 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 no. no, no. We're going to get you jacked first, right? (laughs) Um, So, back to America. Um, (laughs) These scooters, like, the best way... One of the problems is this is the only thing I didn't get footage of, of me riding around Santa Monica and Venice Beach on a scooter, but it it was... Anyone who's considering going to LA, the best way that I've found so far to spend an afternoon is rent one of these scooters and ride from Venice Beach to Santa Monica, which is a, maybe about a one-hour journey on this scooter. You go past um, ba- uh, basketball courts, um, huge skate parks. You just stop off, grab an ice cream. Like, unbelievable. like you're going past this amazing scenery, loads of cool kind of crazy people there, um, playing music and, and just selling street art. It's just sick. Like, Sounds it's a lovely. fucking awesome, awesome experience. You don't get range anxiety. No, because you can see it on the app. Right. See it on the app. Does it give you a warning before you? Yeah. Okay. Like a... So you don't have to go back. No. To, and to... even if you did, even if you took took it all the way to there, you could just, just get off, get off another, one. Get another one. There's the number of things that you see on the app as well is unreal. Like you're never more than about hundred hundred yards from one of these things, and in some places where they know that there's hubs of people about to get to the beach. 20 lining the sidewalk and they're all different brands so it's like oh you get are you looking for a bird are you looking for a lime are you looking for a right. like uh up like whichever one it is do you think it'll come to the uk um so one of the problems they're coming up against at the moment especially in san francisco so the way that they do this is buy a bunch of them set the app up cordon off the pedestrianized areas so that when you ride into them it just kills <laughs> the thing and you have to walk it out right um and then just deposit them in the city but obviously because there's so many companies doing this now. I think I sent you guys the valuations of it like in November last year and it went from half a half a billion to one billion to six billion to eight billion month on month on month for like four months. Like mm-hmm. how the fuck has the valuation of this stock gone up mm-hmm. so much? But everyone's getting into it. Um so San Francisco have said that they're not actually going to allow any more than I think two or three companies to operate at once. 
and they're going to have it on like a rotating scheme and then whoever operates the best will they'll be allowed to stay wow um but yeah i think it should come to the uk one of the problems is obviously we don't have tremendously good weather so the demand for it's not going to be that good mm. it rains seven days of the year in la so there's always going to be whereas it rains seven days of the week in the uk so. yeah exactly <laughs> um i did one in berlin but it was it wasn't a little scooter it was like a proper Electric bike. bike, electric, yeah, yeah, basically they go fast. They do. Yeah, it was, it was, it's a full like it's equivalent to like a, a, a rubbish motorbike, but um, in it's the like back, a moped but electric. Yeah, and like there's a helmet on the back, and then in the helmet is like a box that has just a bunch of disposable hairnets, mm. so they're very European hygienic. Yeah, it's that's good. different to the way it is in America. Like in America, everyone's just like I saw what sperm and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the but like I say, unbelievable way to spend an afternoon. Went swimming in Santa Monica College outdoor pool. That was pretty sick. Went to Disneyland. No, not Disneyland. Sorry, Universal Studios, um, which is just like big kids' dream. Loads of rides. Simpsons Land, Harry Potter World. <laughs> I love that. It's just like such Simpsons Land. Big, well, that yeah. experiential stuff, like it just brings out the big kid in you so much. Like as you're walking around and went went and paid fourteen dollars for a Duff beer in Moe's Tavern. Because it's fucking most heaven. I think it's it, it is nice that you can appreciate that because I, I feel like I've become such a curmudgeon now that a what do, curmudgeon, curmudgeon like a just grumpy old man right. that if I went to like Simpsons land now I'd be like it's a bunch uh, of I challenge too much to do. I challenge anyone to go to <laughs> Universal Studios Hollywood and not just have their mouth open the whole time like it's just so fucking cool. You walk into Harry Potter world, you walk down Diagon Alley. And there's nine like and the quarters, platform nine and three yeah. quarters and the train sticking out. And then they do um, live musicals where they've got magical frogs. And like, it's just, it's just unreal. Like mm. everything about it is sick. And so even is it someone's a, job to be the magical frog? No. So the magical frog's like a hand puppet that sing. So oh, they've so got it's five singers. Job, then. It's someone's, someone's hand's hand, job. Hand, hand job to, it's a yeah. hand job. Okay. You get your hand yeah, and best, you don't they? put it in the frog. I don't think that hand jobs are the best. As a job. As a job, he only has one. His other hand's free. Oh, okay, so he can shake hands with people like that. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I just think things in America, everything in America is done properly, isn't it? So I'm like, going to... There's no half measures in America. It's like to the max. Do you know what it is as well? Like people can say that they think that Americans are too positive or like over the top, which is probably probably a little bit fair, but... In my experience, Americans are so much more polite than the Brits. Yeah. And perfect example of this, i got a number of examples of this, but the best example I have was walking back from uh, an evening meal, going back into the Airbnb where I was staying, walking downstairs and walked through the car park downstairs, like sliding gate car park thing, which you can imagine. You'd then follow up a stairwell to get into the actual apartment block. So I'm pulling through to like 11 o'clock at night, pretty dark by this point. And, um, huge Lincoln Navigator thing, like 18-seat car, massive, blacked-out windows, black, brand-new, shiny as fuck, comes through, and in it is just streams. Remembering that weed's illegal in LA as well, so it's everywhere. Streams of, like, marijuana smoke just pouring out the sides of this. This guy's just pulling out of the gates that are slowly opening, and he, like, front wheels go over the top of this thing. Back wheels go over the top of this little thing. Look in, and it's a group of black guys, like maybe five five black guys, all with hoodies on, hoods up like that, 
rap music coming out the side of this car, marijuana smoke pouring out. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like this is, I'm in a downstairs car park of this thing. I'm in a country that I don't know. It's that and the other. And the guy who's driving, who's obviously just bleeped the, bleeped the thing, turns around, bleeps the gate again. So it opens and goes, good evening, sir. And drives out. I'm like, <laughs> even, the, even the fucking thugs here, I'm like really even nice. the people that are like, terrifyingly scary are super polite mm. that's so funny I think pe- when people stereotype Americans they forget that especially because there's always Brits that do it and you think like what's the spectrum of British people like you've got like, the, oh, right, blood, like and then you've got like the like all the way to Welsh people Scottish people yeah. and, you know, so actually we've got this huge range of people it's super dynamic right to yeah. then say that Americans are all one thing when the country's so much larger it's probably even <laughs> more diversity between I've been east and over, west or whatever over the last few weeks I've been Redlands in LA so inland from California and out on the <clears> coast <throat> Boston which is northeast and New York plus I've done a number of other places in America previously Everywhere that I go, the service staff are super polite. Like, even people who say to the servers... Did you tip? You have to. Do you know about how how much servers get paid in America? Like hardly anything, mm. isn't it? It's like... The only people, I think, the only people who don't have a minimum wage. It's like $2 an hour. And some places, they, they literally work, like, for tips. It's like tra- how traders get paid a basic income. It's the same philosophy. Like, they get tipped mm. based on the performance, don't they? Yeah. But I think I they, they often get paid quite a lot, I think. You work in the right place. Well, I mean, based mm-hmm. on how many, how much the tipping, um, like, advice is, you're talking up to 20% of a bill, like, for a, for a big table. But I'm unsure. Like, I, Even if you give a bad service, you still, like, it, you still a faux pas to not tip, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. just, they just say, oh, You I'll can't just, not tip. I'll just leave them a smaller tip. That's what I don't like about it, is, like, the, it's, it's fixed that you have to tip, so then it, it's not tipping. It's not performance based because yeah. even if you were guilt based, like, yeah, well, yeah. Like if if someone's done a good job and they get a bonus, fine, that makes sense. But mm. if it's just you have to tip, it's clever it's from a business perspective because what they're doing is the they've created a culture of not having to pay your staff. Which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you tip in the UK? I tend to usually up to probably about a fifty quid table, round, <coughs> round up to the nearest five or ten. Um, mm. Then over that, tend to go about 10%. Is that only for food or do you tip other things? I don't tip at drinks. Mm. Like I, I would just tip in a restaurant. Okay. And normally if like it's been a good server, been a good experience. Mm. One bad thing. But I'm not, I'm not really a fan of it. I, I prefer to pay. I, I think more because like I think I don't want to have to make the decision because it's like, well, am I under tipping? Well, or, yeah, I prefer like, that the, the company just... Like just paid the staff. Adequately yeah. resources. So I'd, I'd rather pay higher prices than for tipping and just be eradicated. Mm. It's much simpler. 10%, I think, in the UK seems pretty... But it, it's weird, isn't it, that tipping stops at restaurants. Like, why... Like, you don't... In a salaried employment, you don't get tipped. Mm. Why not? They tip fucking everything. So tipping the uh, bellboys in a hotel. Yeah, uh, yeah. And stuff like that. I'm like... But it makes you realise you could just be doing faux pas everywhere and not realise because it's just not the... Yeah, not the same I remember ordering a drink in America and it was expensive. It was like $20 for a single drink. Mm. And the woman said back to me, that better not be the right money. I'm like, it is Definitely not getting a tip now. (laughs) And and she, there was then this sort of back and forth with me and her. I was like, what do you mean? Is it, it better not be the right money. Like it's the correct money. That's the price. And then the guy I was with gave it like gave her extra money and she calmed down but 
So the but but then but like you, you're new to it. Like there's no sign saying like angry, make sure you tip the you know. So if you're, if you're new to it, then you just so, so you ask them what how do you define a tip? Or they say oh it's an optional payment based on good service. <laughs> but then actually, if they just get angry when you don't, it's not really optional. It's yeah. like you've had your arm twisted and. Hmm. It's a weird one. So yeah, did that. Then went to Boston. Um, Boston. Boston. Uh, great. Flew- it's great. It's the best American accent. Yeah. Accent. It's sick. So yeah. I spent a bit of time with Carrie from Inside Tracker. She was the the lady who I was dealing with from them. Lovely people that flew me out there. And um, do you have your bloods done? <clears throat> did I? Have, I had my bloods done, um, which will be on an episode which everyone's already heard. Um, yeah, every bit. Every bit of it. What did they measure, and what were the results? Because um, I haven't listened to the episode. Well, it doesn't exist yet. So it's out, it's out next week, but last like two weeks ago in podcast land. Right. Uh, what place podcast land is. Uh, it's crazy. I love being here. It's great. I know. Is it time? nothing's happened yet. But time and space don't exist. <laughs> um, it was fun. And Carrie's the first person who's got like born and bred near Boston um, and just has that accent. It's right. such, such a fantastic accent. You feel like you're in like a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. Very much so. Like the, Mark Wahlberg. Like, mm. but really broad. And she's just taking some blood out your Even own. Mark Wahlberg is is in a Boston accent, isn't it? Just saying the name. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Boston's, like, a, on a lot of water. It reminds me quite a bit of Newcastle. Actually. I want to know more about your bloods, man. What do you want to know? Well, what, what, what happened? What, yeah, what, what So I was out you've got, a, you've got a medical student just bursting to know like what your C-reactive protein is and you're not telling him? So they took um, they took 10 vials of blood. I got a Quest, di- Quest Diagnostics in California. Took my blood there. You have to fast for 12 hours beforehand. Then they sent the blood off to Boston ahead of me and had it tested ready for my arrival. I had the tests done. Um, I am... Um, does everybody else have to do this, like, travel around the, the travel no, around so the you just uh, Usually you just have your results sent to you, but oh, I, I was going to see them at head office to oh, okay. with you, you were discussing it with David Sinclair. Discussing with yeah. David Sinclair, yeah. Slightly hyperlipidemic and HPA one C was... So it was a little bit, little bit high on lipids, a little bit high on glucose. Um, free test is a bit low. <sighs> Understandable overtraining. Um, but cortisol test ratio is fine, which is okay. good. Um, I need to eat more soluble fiber. So um, I saw this on your Instagram. I remember. Yeah, need to beans. eat. Need to eat more sol- Just twenty different types of beans. Beans, beans. And you were like, yeah, I have baked beans, and he was like, I, I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, <laughs> you may have noticed the uh, little koala which is attached to the microphone. Wow. And for the listeners at home, you're just koala. going. You're just going to have to imagine what it looks like. It's a little koala holding, I think, a boomerang. Koala. And um, we need to come up with a name for him. So if you'd care to submit a name for the koala. Chlamydia. Chlamydia koala. Okay? No, I don't think that's going to work. Either. They've all I just... got chlamydia. Of course. Yeah. What? Don't get too cuddly with a the koala. They've all got chlamydia. <laughs> Hang on. Are you serious? Yeah. Sorry. Stop the podcast. <laughs> we, need to, we need to halt here. What? To... So koalas have a really high... Amount of chlamydia. <laughs> what do you mean? Like a concentration? I just I lots know. of it. Yeah, everywhere. So much chlamydia. So how do they get it? I, they must, must from each other. Yeah. Where did it start? I imagine. One, yeah, I imagine that's a complicated question. Yeah, isn't I, it? I've always wondered that. Like, <laughs> who had the first sexually transmitted infection? Because I was thinking um, the other day, did dogs have STIs? And if not, why not? And if so, mm. why? Because like you, you must have this this prime shagger who 
just has managed to... Fucks everyone. Like... Literally fucks everyone. Because there must be STIs that just never get any traction because whoever had it in the first place... Just doesn't get to go again. Shit never got the... Yeah, like, what's it called? It's the starting a- activation energy, like yeah. the initial momentum. There's, there's, so. a, there's a scene on the thick of it where someone, his insults to somebody else is, you're like the man who fucked the monkey that gave us AIDS. <laughs> is it Malcolm Tucker's insult? No, it's no. not. It's someone else. Um, so yeah, the koalas, let's not call it chlamydia koala, but let's... Kind of I can't believe they have chlamydia. It's such a lovely little cuddly thing. I know. That you want to hug Look, and hold. This doesn't have chlamydia. Hopefully this one doesn't. I'm, I'm just checking that I sound correct. In this. It's useless. It's not sloth. Fuck. Ah, so it's not the same one that infects okay. humans. Thank God. But they all have it. They all have chlamydia because they're all just in big fucking sex parties. What's this? Top question. Can you catch chlamydia from koala? Uh, what's this? That is... A koala. Koalia. Koalia. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. Oh. It's also a koalia. <laughs> koala. <laughs> Koala. Koala. Oh, so you can get blindness, infertility, and dirty tail if you have <coughs> chlamydia as a koala. <laughs> as a koala. Koala. Dirty tail. So you dirty tail. You went to, to see a man, an Australian man, I assume. Yeah, so <laughs> the David Sinclair thing was weird, man. So he, um, <clears throat> I sent him an unsolicited email, as I do. Um, he replied and said, yes, are you from Newcastle, Australia? I said, ha, 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 ha no. <coughs> Newcastle, UK? It turned out that I was already going to Boston to see Inside Tracker. I said, Boston. am I all right to come and see you at the same time? His uh, assistant agreed and then went to go see him. So good. He had someone big in AI in before me. And I said, is it Elon Musk? And he didn't say no. So as far, so as, I, as, far as I'm were, concerned. You were on a podcast with Elon Musk. I shared some oxygen with Elon Musk. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have too much glucose bit and too much fat uh, and not enough fiber and not enough testosterone. You, Kind of, essentially. And you're yeah. too old. You're in your inner bits are too old for your no, inner bits. No, so it's not a telomere length test, which I'd love to get done. A telomere length. Would you care to explain what telomeres are, please? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a um, end bit to part of your DNA structure that how, <laughs> that how long it is is one of the biggest correlates with how long you're going to live, assuming you're not hit by a bus or something. Okay. Um, and meditation and yoga extend it. I think Tai Chi particularly like stops telomerase, which is the enzyme which cuts it away from. So, yeah, so right. there is a like natural life lengthening thing of it, and I think kids who have had kids who have been exposed to violence at a young age have shorter telomeres. So it, it that is Crackers. a yeah. very accurate way of looking at your inner age. Um, but right. what um, Inside Tracker do is they aggregate all of your markers, uh, and you can imagine. That would be the same as Whoop's recovery, perhaps, where mm. it aggregates a bunch of different markers and gives you an, a single output. Um, Johnny's he's away from he's away from Whoop now. It's a new uh, FB. Um, Does my heart rate everything? So the, the but the reason that I'm over aged with regards to that is that my glucose there's a lot of weight towards glucose, um, which is easy enough for me to bring down. Well, sugar's really addictive, isn't it? It's anyone who has a high carb diet though is is a difficult difficult one. I'm joking. Um, so David Sinclair, yeah, like the guy has an Australian knighthood, like the equivalent of a knighthood, but the Australian one where you don't change your, it, it's, it's not a change your title, you don't get a sir or but whatever. You're a knight. That's rubbish. Isn't? Well, I thought that's the whole point of a knighthood is you get. Well, that's no, like, it's like, it's like being a Jedi knight. The British. Ah, one, okay. Yeah. So he um 
he had that and I actually used the um, little metal thing to prop my phone up to record <laughs> our podcast. His <laughs> walls just filled with awards. This guy's like... He is, sounds like a machine. From he's a monster, man. Like, yeah. He and says... Anti-aging, he's in like, like the life extension longevity world. Yeah. But he is... He bridges the gap between academics and business. So he doesn't just discover things for the purpose of discovering them. He tries to bring them to market. Right. Um, which is a dang- like he's Tony Stark. He's literally Tony cool. Stark when it comes to that. Yeah, unbelievable man. And um, he was saying that for about four weeks, a couple of times a year, him and his wife become millionaires. And then because he'll cr- come up with some new discovery, have the patent for it, have the discovery trademark, and then once he gets the money in, build a company, spend all of the money starting the company, and then just go again. I mean, if it's reliable, like if he's doing it over and over again, then just wait for the next mm. one. Well, he's not where he's con. This is constant. Yeah, but if, he's, if he's constantly becoming a millionaire, like, yeah. there'll be a time when he becomes a millionaire. So, hard enough, enough. I'm not Stays sure that there is. I think he said this going. is the reason that my wife bites her nails because he just oh, constantly plays around. She's with- ragging the bank account, <laughs> throwing off the walls. Whiplash. See that, that graph on Monzo would be like yeah, up and up and down. Yeah, the, I think the I hear constantly that like the the self tracking wearables world, mm. like that's where there's going to be the most. Um, mm. jump in an advancement you know like do, before it won't be long before there's an implant that you wear that me- that monitors your markers it I think it creeps me out I think that would be fantastic <laughs> no, I, waking up there's an app just you're a chartered accountant yeah I just, just give me graphs just give me data, yeah, charts the, and the price you pay for that there's a guy who did a really haunting video about the what's it called 23andMe and they're like the oh, DNA yeah, analysis DNA stuff <laughs> saying that you only need a certain critical mass of people to to do it. And then you can draw these inferences and you can use it for forensic things. So if someone's committed, someone's committed a crime, you can then find who it is through like three levels of facts of relationship. And so like they, he was saying how they basically the, some intelligence agency found who committed this crime just from Googling DNA data. Jesus. And finding like three people who it could be and then speaking to their family. And This is one of the problems, I suppose, that everyone has with this constant surveillance thing. It's that the price that you pay for more data that you can use is mm-hmm. more data that can be used against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've Got Nothing to Hide is a fantastic um, way to feel about your data being collected until you have something to hide. <clears throat> I think it's just the... It's looking at the motive. So it's it's the... The means and the motive, isn't it? So, like, someone has Facebook have your data. Like, yeah, they can use it against you, but, like, why would they, they want to? Yeah. Well, it's not that it's, they wouldn't, but it's more, like, what do they stand to get out of it? Yeah. And, yeah, you might, you might become a person of great political influence or whatever, yeah. but I, I just think, on balance, it's unlikely. So, and why that, why do you think Zuckerberg has tape over his camera? I didn't know he did. So, you know, when he was in the court case, like, there was a, a shot of him on his MacBook... He has tape over his camera. Yeah, and they were like, Zuckerberg's taped over his mic. You see, when you see something like that... I found that quite worrying. You should put tape over your camera. I mean, the main thing thing for me is that Steve Jobs, inventor of the iPad, didn't let his kids play with iPads. Yeah, that's another... Is that that for data reasons or is that because he doesn't like the idea of the... It's because they're addictive and they're horrible pieces of technology that destroy people's ability to focus. Mm. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? There's no- they, they've tapped into like a deep, like uh, uh, just the way that we work. They, they've 
layered something onto us that reverse engineered it. Yeah. Do you ever think who who would you be without screens if if no one ever showed you a? I don't think about it. No. Like I think because the world is so linked to screens, it'd probably be quite difficult to live without screens. Yeah, you'd probably end up. No, like but what, in in a different iteration of the world where there weren't screens and there weren't iPhones, mm. what sort of a person and personality like, would you be? What would your resting thought processes be like? What would you probably much like? calmer? Mm. I, I hate more, it, man. I hate frenetic. it so much. You know? I think GDP would be lower. Yeah. Oh, I think the output absolutely. of the world would be would be much less yeah. harder to communicate. Unless everyone people. just delivered really good services because they're all like doing super focused re- reading books and training and then yeah mm. well but it'd be harder to get those services to people mm. yeah but then you like know Amazon for example you'd have a bloke with a bike wouldn't you yeah <laughs> you'd have to write a letter to Amazon <laughs> request a excuse me can you use your drone to well, you'd, you'd do that fucking hell I was uh, I was reading Morse code <laughs> no yeah. that was right <laughs> I was reading about Amazon's future logistics plans have you read this with the this, drone stuff. Oh. Yeah, so with drones, and but more so with just traditional um, postal service at the moment. Right. So just buying up fleets of planes. Like Jeff Bezos is buying up fleets of planes. And it, they were comparing them and, is it the American Postal Service? Are they the big ones? Mm. Um, I think the American Postal Service have got nearly a 1,000 planes. And Amazon have 63. But they're just... Just growing them. Yeah, just consuming. Have you seen the clip of the drones being dropped out of the back of an Amazon plane? And then going to go and mm. deliver parcels. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing. You, have you seen, you, you've, we've all seen the video of like the mock. Um, Slaughter bots. Yeah. 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 We've talked about that a few times. Oh. They're pretty, they're pretty scary. The, there's a really interesting podcast. Naval? No. Oh. It's called Masters of Scale. You heard of it? The guy oh, called Reed Hoffman. Yeah. He interviews the, the founder or the first guy that like made a DIY drone. Mm. So like took the military technology and just. Turn, talks about turning like his kid's Lego plane mm-hmm. into a drone mm-hmm. and gets it to fly itself. And he's like, he's playing with his kids in the playground and he gets this plane like for a few moments to fly itself. And his kids are like bored now. And he's just like standing in this park <laughs> for ages because he's going like, fucking hell, like what have I just done? Oh, uh, because <laughs> I'm sure like the software is so duplicatable. Yeah. And you can 3D print the, mm-hmm. like, that's why it's such an inflection point because we could just. Well, just, it, like, the podcast just talks about how there's such this. Like, when you think about it, it is a tiny little robot that can fly in the air. And, like, they're With really no hard to stop. Yeah. They're really hard to stop. Like, look what happened at the air. Was it Glasgow? No, uh, Gatwick. Gatwick. Shut oh, down. Where, like, fucking shut the airport <coughs> down. some bloke. With a with a drone remote control, yeah. with a really long battery life drone. And like, the, even if they say, "Oh, we'll just put a thing in that stops <coughs> the drone from going above a certain height," like easily someone could go on Kazar or LimeWire <laughs> and, and, and download a patch and just like yeah. So um, Naval Ravikant did a podcast on what's called After On Rob Reed's podcast, and this is basically end games how we can how how we're gonna die. So a lot of it, there's a lot of stuff to do with drones. Very super intelligency. Uh, A little bit super intelligency, but their main thing is this uh, synbio, synthetic biology, that they're going, and their problem is that with CRISPR now, people can recreate plagues and H1N1 and H3N, 
H3N3 is that fucking podcast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Bird flu, H1N1. Yeah, H1N1, yeah. So they can create these, but at much more... Um, scalable. Yeah, it's like that iPhone app that's really popular where you create a plague. Oh, yeah, loads of kids play it. So the oh, what a world we live in! Yeah, yeah. Man. and it's million, terrifying. Million, 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 <laughs> million, million years. Um, but if yeah, that, if that happens, I, I know this sounds weird, but I find it really relaxing and comforting. That you've decentralized. There's a plague. No, no. So, so let's say the world weapons. is ending. Right. Wait, is so it? like you, you get a text and it says world's ending. So like, game over. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. never mind. Would you not be terrified? Because well, because well, nothing matters anyway. Any like nothing. Matters, does it? Yeah, <laughs> but it's, but uh, would you not? I mean, try and tell that to people that have just had a newborn kid. Well, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awful when you think about it like that. <laughs> but, but like this beautiful baby girl that we just brought I mean? into it's, the world. It's very much just like you shut your laptop and you're like, well, I did my best. But here we go. Short in short, the index. Yes, it'd be command space yeah. kill. Kill all apps. All apps. From FX trade. All from FX trade. <laughs> but there'd be no market. Depend well because there's no there's no one on the other side of the trade because they've died yeah so that that assumes the world has ended everywhere except here and you're the last one. Let me tell you. Let me tell you one of the examples. Well, in your scenario, Chris is saying the world's going to end because of drones and plagues and but the the London Stock Exchange will still be running until the world ends. So yeah, so unless they close it, because they can do that. But you're gonna you're gonna put a trade on. So (laughs) nice, but you're going to be dead. Just leapfrog Jeff Bezos. Just cause. Well, yeah, you just see the number on screen. Oh, so it'd yes. be nice, so right? Yeah. Fuck you, and then die. So well, let me tell you. Are. Let me tell you one of the things that um, Rob Reed and Naval talk about in this. So um, they talk about drones and they talk about their ability to. Um, let's say that everyone on the planet had a particular uh, pheromone signature, genetic signature that someone had been able to get hold of. They can plug this into a drone, set the drone away, and this drone can go kill people. So somewhere on the dark web, there's a particular forum mm-hmm. where if you don't like someone enough, you can crowdfund a software developer mm-hmm. to set the drone away on this particular piece of DNA. Then crowdfund it together. They meet this particular level. They immediately, the system just automatic, automatically sends an email to the target and says, you have 24 hours to double whatever it is that we've met for this, or nice. it's coming after you. They then do it, and the crowdfunding begins again. And they're now talking so it's about... It's extortion. On, for both on sides. A, on yes. a really systematic scale. There's, there's a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I was going to say, it's literally Black Mirror. I've never seen it. So there's the bees, loads of little bees that respond to um, when there's enough tweets saying kill or something like that. Is so, that right? So people hashtag, like, kill this person. And then when enough people do it, like whoever's on the top of the leaderboard for that 24 hour period, it sends out a bunch of like micro robots, which would look like wasps, mm-hmm. but they just embed themselves into people's ears. Okay. And then okay. like just, yeah. But this is because at this point in the future, in this episode, all bees and wasps are dead. And they realize that bees and what bees serve a really important function. So they just create robotic bees that are uh, AI. Yeah. Then someone and then uses them someone, to kill people. Yeah. But it's, if you get that email, just go in a cupboard. Just get yourself un- in an understairs cupboard. Forever? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, not forever. Like, they're going to get bored and move on to someone else, aren't bees they? Bees are? No, no, the, the people with the drone. Yeah, on maybe. The, the problem with the bees is they didn't get bored and they were solar-powered. Yeah, so they would and just... they're bees and they took their small... So you need to be in a dark space. Well, they like, they shut all the windows and they, like, crept through yeah. like, air vents and stuff. It was oh, horrible. Oh, sun. Or oh. just get a, 
like a globe, like a fishbowl, put it around your head and seal it. But you need air. What about if it goes up your urethra? Yeah. Bad. Fuck. Yeah. Reverse kidney stone. <laughs> Can you not just wee hard? Wee harder than it's... Push hard, yeah. Boop. <laughs> yeah we'll get back in again. <laughs> just be... You'd have to constantly be weeing. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. You'd lots what, of air and water. What have you been watching? Have you watched anything recently? No, but to loop things to the Marvel stuff. Yep. Um, God. I did see Punisher a while ago. Which one? Daredevil, the first series. Yes. Um, okay. I haven't seen that yet. Very good. But then every extra Marvel thing I tried to watch just was Fails. worse and worse. Like Daredevil was okay. Daredevil was shit. Um, and then Jesse Jones was... Shit. Mm, and then watched like 10 minutes of the... Was it like the... Is it Fist Man? Iron Fist. And the, the big black guy, that his his power is that he's big. Luke Cage. Yeah. Luke, that's, that's literally just, I'm hard and black. Mm. And my superpower Therefore, is that I'm just really, hard really hard. It, yeah. it very much felt like the attempt at trying to make something... Um, Culturally appropriated yeah. towards that side. Like he, I think Luke's headquarters is like in the back of his barbers. And it's like a very traditional right. African-American Barbies. And you're like, all right. Like, it's great. But I mean, there's other, you know, the, the guys in the Avengers, there's two black guys in the Avengers, and it's very rarely referenced that they're actually black. Mm. I'd love to see the numbers. Like, at what point does it become loss-making when they keep bringing them out? Or are they just making something that is really... Well, I so think it's the, mass, the franchise is doing really, really well. So they're just it pisses all over DC as well. DC yeah. is just like... What's DC? Batman, like Superman. alternative comic business. So it's Spider-Man, it? Marvel, yes. Batman, yeah. Superman, DC. <clears throat> yeah. Did it ever used to be under the same? No. No. Because uh, um, no. they, they do like crossovers, don't they? They do like Marvel versus DC stuff, I think. Mm. But it's VMD's not, just itching. Yeah, he wants, <laughs> it's he wants to stick in. Oh, Johnny, you, 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 watch, you watch a fair bit of Netflix. I, it's so I haven't really watched any, like nothing that springs to mind that's interesting. The um, new Our Planet with David Attenborough? I've not watched that, no. I have. So it's, yeah, it, it's very nice. Like evening, what oh, yeah. I think I think at the moment because my day is so like mm. like I can't handle anything with a plot anymore. <laughs> I just right. want to sit and yeah. look at look at trees and just yeah. Imagine what so, it's like to not be revising. Yeah, exactly. So one of my problems that I've got with our planet is to oh. It's fine. One of the problems I've got with our planet is that it's the entire nature program is done under the guise of we're human, we fucked the planet up. Mm. So everything, every episode is just like layered with this veneer of guilt. <laughs> You're a yeah. prick. Yeah. Right. Like we are the, pricks here. The ice is receding faster than the pace that a snail can move. And you're like, right. Okay, David, like we, you know, the, the earth's getting a bit warm. Is it David Attenborough? Yeah. Wow. And, and it like, it's actually science. So I'm only four episodes in, but it's starting to irritate me. Just watch it on mute. Well, well then it's just videos of the world. That's the, that's what I watch. Oh, I, so I don't care about the. the, the I want to hear like this is a view. this is a crazy animal that like this is its mating ritual and blah blah blah. Mm. I've got a mate who is one of the cameramen. All right. Oh, a, oh, you've told me about that. Yeah. Did you not? Oh, did you not send me a state? Did he do it for Planet Earth as well? Yeah. This is yeah, this is, is ringing a bell. He's like it's incredible. You sent me a status update. So this guy shot the scene. If anyone remembers it from Planet Earth 2, where the Jaguar was walking through the city. Okay. Jaguar's going through the city. I've not seen that. But... And he's waiting. So there's one sh- one shot, and it's a big cat. It might not be a Jaguar. Walking through the city um, in the final episode. And it's 
pretty epic shot and it's like this long shot as he's panning through and they'd been there for 13 days and this was the 14th night and it was the final night that they were going to be there for and on the last night this this cat arrives and he nails it. that's my overwhelming feeling when I watch that show like the the guilt kind of it's like okay but um, sheer production time <laughs> yeah I want to be sick and I'm sure VMD <laughs> wants to be sick even more at the, like He's just because the cost per second of filming yeah. with oh those levels God. of cameras and I imagine the like the, the hardware and then I'm also like you, you're going to get a swordfish that comes and like breaks one of the lenses and everyone's like mm. yeah. and like yeah, well, I the think shots that they get you think well, how do they get that from four angles in such high depth yeah. like how long this were they close. filming for yeah also the, I imagine there's a there must be this when something's happening and you're focusing on getting it, like, you're thinking like, oh, if I fuck I hope this. I'm recording, I hope I'm recording. Or like, oh, I've done running out of battery or anything like that. Like, yeah. You imagine that it just must be... Disgusting. It, well, you just can't if you trip over it. David Attenborough's foot, like while you're tracking, so you're panning <laughs> along, <laughs> oh, the there. dolphins, after, after 13 days of watching, the dolphins have finally arrived and as you're going along, you like trip over David Attenborough. He's having a banana. He's having a banana. He's having a sit down. <laughs> he's standing there. Here we see dolphin. <laughs> does David go to the places? Surely mm. he's just in there. He's he, he goes to some of them. He does go to some of them. Does he? Yeah. And he's I'm, seen some shit, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that man. He's very. He's seen likeable. a lot of nature. Did you see? This is really morbid and terrible. But like every time that someone famous and old dies. There's always a tweet which goes viral which says, What the fuck is happening? Hashtag someone get David Attenborough. <laughs> someone get oh. Like check on him. Make someone sure check on David Attenborough. <laughs> but he's it's, just like on safari somewhere, isn't he? Yeah. Like fending off. Yeah, I, I can't imagine David Attenborough's like standard Sunday morning is the same as normal people. Like, what do you do think you know, he does? I just imagine he's always like on an expedition. Yeah. Fending off tropical diseases. Yeah. Even he's probably... Yeah. Still just, <laughs> Actually, David Sinclair needs to study David Attenborough. Like, and they're mm. both nights. One's a night of Australia and one's a night of the UK. And if David Sinclair could work out what's keeping David Attenborough the alive... Secret to his longevity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nature. I wrote some things down on my phone. For ketchup? I, it was this morning before I did my go wad. Nice. Uh, no. We've got life hacks next. Yeah, I've got life hacks. Although life hacks will probably be did my first five kilometer run. How was your first oh, yeah. five kilometer run? Really, really fucking difficult. Okay, you did Fran. I did do Fran, but I can't do a thruster. I have not got the shoulder mobility to get into a front rack position at the bottom of a front squat. That's years of bench for you there. So I had to do a behind the neck thruster. I can't wait. So we're doing for the people that are listening. This will be in the past now, but. Me and Johnny are doing his CrossFit on-ramp tomorrow. Um, Johnny thought that it was going to be someone putting him in a pair of water wings and a special helmet and saying, <laughs> so this is how you do a squat. It was honestly what I thought. It's, um, it's not whereas what it actually is is a two-and-a-half-hour training session where there's yeah. some movements demoed and then Metcons that use those movements interlaced in the workout, like the overall Metabolic workout. Is it a standardised yes. thing? No. So okay, just, so just what, whatever this bloke fancies. Yeah. Oh no. And the guy that's taken it won't be tremendously gentle it's either. I'm afraid. Really good knowing you. It's called Nathan. Now. Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big dude though. I think if it's it gets jacked. too much, I'll just attack Nathan. I think. Do you think he'll win? Just I, enter I battle think that, mode. Yeah. I wouldn't back you. To I think if I grab a hold of him and get him to the floor, I'll win. But I think if it includes any movement, he'll win. Okay. What else have you done? 
Uh, well, so while I'm doing CrossFit, mm-hmm. stop powerlifting. Let us have a moment of silence for Johnny's powerlifting career. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Well, I just... It's a series of obstacles, a series of injuries, missed entry for a competition without them being any... The the video for Johnny's injury, um, you might have to like zoom in on this, but um, Johnny showed me a video of him squatting in the... Garage? Garage. Yeah. Um, And... uh, his, his quad physically pings his visible his yeah. visible well, wobble like in, fi- in the fibre in the fibre it was awful ah, yeah. it was and yeah I, I wonder whether up there it, when I if I ever squat weight like that again it'll get Thank in my head I think it probably will well probably but then mm-hmm. as a you know again to fly the flag for CrossFit if you know that you can do 70% of that under extreme fatigue from mm. reps and reps and reps. I bet that you won't be worried. Mm. I am. I'm interested about CrossFit, but I think I'll either love it or hate it. I don't think, there'll be, yeah, I don't think there's a middle ground. No, I don't think there is. I'm think, worried there's going to be too much cardio for me to enjoy it. We had a chat about this and it was saying that powerlifting kind of optimizes for one really specific thing, which is fun in the process. But then when you get to like the 99th, percentile and you're just flipping between 99 and 99.5 it's really really unpleasant mm. and very little gain whereas doing something like crossfit even if it is a bit cardio biased you just feel like an athlete again you just feel like you're actually well so the biggest thing for me is that i've stopped enjoying training yeah mm. and like it, like, oh, it used to be something that i loved doing like was the favorite my favorite part of the day and at the moment the thought of training is like so for the perfect example of this i've been injured pretty badly injured now for seven or eight months and I'm still going into the gym to do a special needs version mm-hmm. of CrossFit because I want to train mm-hmm. so I look forward to going in and getting after it mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's it's a different sort of because uh, you did I remember the CrossFit episode that we did yeah, on our yeah, podcast yeah. where you were, you'd moved from bodybuilding over to mm-hmm. that excitement and man. you're still doing it two and a half years yeah mm. so we'll see um, what else has been happening? Uh, I went to see Ant Middleton. Is that the guy that does it with Deck? <laughs> no. Have you seen... Is he the one in rehab? No. That's Deck Ant... the one in rehab? No. So it's not Ant and Deck. Okay. Right. Ant Middleton is the presenter, one of the presenters on... I'm a celebrity. No. <laughs> this is like the David Goggins. Who the David fuck Goggins. is David Goggins? Shut the fuck up. No, it's... Um, he's... He presents the SAS, Are You Tough Enough? Right. Thing. Cool. Former Special Forces guy. So Is it a one-to-one? No. He's he's quite famous now. Right. He did a talk at the City Hall. Becca got me tickets for Christmas. Yep. Um, called Mind Over Muscle. Now, both of you would have found it intensely difficult to sit through because it was very... It was like, I've got a positive... You have a positive mindset, oh, right? Got to right. look at the situation... And just think, how can I think positively about it? And I was like, fuck's sake. But there are a few things he said that were really interesting. Principally, it, there's clips where he climbs Everest and you can just see glimpses of like what it takes to be in the SAS. So like there are people coming down Everest. So he's, you're meant to go like base camp, camp one, back down again. Base camp, camp one, camp two, camp one, down again. And do it that way. Why? To gradually acclimatise the altitude. He was like, did base camp camp one, 
saw that there was a dangerous bit, risky bit, where there'd been a avalanche. So he's like, oh, fuck that. I'm not, I don't want to do that multiple times. I'll just go base camp, camp one, back down again, and I'll just go to the summit. And everyone's like, oh, mate, don't fucking like the show. was going like, don't fucking do that, mate. He's like, oh, it's all right. And he's going up and there's a storm, storm warning. Everyone's like, we need to turn back. He's like, no, it's okay. Positive mindset. And then it's, it's going up the, up the, like this, you see a camera here, here's Art Middleton, and then you see this fucking, like, you get an appreciation for that, just how steep it is. I know that's obvious, but like really I steep. I bet it's really, really, really steep. Tall, yeah. And they're like really experienced climbs come down going like, you need to turn back. You, you, you do, turn you didn't want to go. Turn back, me, I trust us. I fucking tell you, <laughs> And then I'm going to have to turn around and just goes, right, we'll press on. And he's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then, the, so he gets to the summit and there's a hairy bit where like, there's a, a shelf called Hillary's Shelf, I think. Okay. Um, and a guy in front of him slips and is about to fall off the mountain and people are getting blown off and dying in front of him. And this bloke's about to be cut off the mountain by the Sherpas. And he's like, I'm going to die. He's up there for eight hours in the death zone, gradually dying. The death the zone. Death, so it's past a certain altitude. There's not enough oxygen. So you're just dying. Slowly. <laughs> yeah. It's a race against not and dying. He's, he's like considering just jumping off. Because he's like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm just going to jump off. <laughs> There's oxygen down there. So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if I'm going to die, I'm just going to fucking kill myself. Oh. And at the very, he eventually re- reaches the bottom and he's like, that's the closest I've ever thought I was going to die. And the Sherpa just turns to Middleton and he just goes, you're crazy, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> this is a man who's living is to go up and down Mount Everest, looks at Middleton and just goes, you're, you're crazy, bastard. tapped, mate. Wow, I, I you're love what motherfucker. Like <laughs> uh, Julian did a, is it, what, what, is it like an Ironman run where it's, he did it in Libya. And it's like it's in the desert, and you have to run for thirty six hours. It's like a, it's a hundred. Oh, Jesus it's like Christ! A, it's like it's a hundred kilometers, and it's an ultra marathon, or yeah, something like an ultra right. marathon. And he he didn't have his insulin, and so by the time he got to like thirty kilometers in or something, he was like, I really need my insulin. I haven't got it. And they'd managed to get this doctor to come over from doctor. like, and they they had an ambulance that had five year expired insulin, Libyan insulin, and he was just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, both of you just like oh no and, and he was like well this will have to do but he said there was one and they kept stopping they had like backpacks with pans and food in and stuff mm. so there was this one guy who he said just looked like Skeletor from the beginning <laughs> like didn't have any backpack just had like um, two of the gels like the it's David Goggins basically something <laughs> like that. it was fucking David Goggins <laughs> and, and just started running and just and that was it. Like, didn't take any breaks. Didn't sleep. Just just kept running for the whole thing. And his time was just vastly different to the next person down. There's a good um, a good documentary about Courtney Dewalt, the um, current ultra marathon record holder. Right. And it's her doing a trail run for two hundred and fifty miles. I want to say it's available on YouTube. Brand new one, and um, it takes her fifty hours. Without without sleep, um, I flew back from New York yesterday and did twenty three hours on a plane without sleep. It's not it's pretty difficult. Still, yeah, pretty, pretty difficult. That I was reading my book. book. Reading my book. Being sleep deprived, such a weird feeling. It's the same as diet. Like the, it's so forefront of everything. So visceral. <laughs> like when you need food, it's all you can think about. Yeah. When, when you need sleep. Meal. Yeah, yeah. When am I going to get to sleep? When am I going to get but to sleep? I'm everything's tired. like I think if you're hungry, you can kind of forget about it. Whereas if you're tired, well, that was depleted. So yeah, 
Yeah, the hunger thing. Like, what's the longest someone's ever gone without eating? It's like 370 days or something. Really? But it was a guy who was... Were they big? Yeah, he, he was pretty yeah. big to begin with. And you're thinking, like, he had he was supervised and he had um, minerals and vitamins and fluid. Mm. And enough calories on him. Yeah. Like, so he'd be okay. Thousands yeah. of calories. Just he put to, them yeah. all back on, didn't he? Did he? Did he really? Oh, that's fucking heartbreaking. Wow. That is heartbreaking. Put them all back on. Fast for a year so and gain it back again. It's um the... <laughs> example is used in Johan Hari's Lost Connections. Right. And he's talking about um, the link between environment and uh, weight gain. Or environment and bad habits, I suppose. Vending machines. But fucking vending machines, man. Um, they are to blame. What have we got coming up? What's going to be happening soon? So we've got How to Survive After University. Oh. Which we've, is, we've discussed that that needs to have a cap. Because otherwise, <clears throat> well, it's going to go on literally That's forever. The rest it? of life. Until, yeah. yeah. How have we completed relationships? Yeah. So relationships is done, but we might come back to it. I guess. Um, oh. For some reason, I can't get podcast topics. Loaded. You had some really good ones. Good I've got their own titles. I forgot what they were. They're How to get yeah. strong by Johnny. How it gets strong. That's going to happen. What else is happening, Johnny? There it is. Podcast topics. Oh, uh, truth about working for yourself. Uh, Self discipline and habits. Truth and honesty is a superpower. How to survive university. Strength training, uh, or how to survive a night out, and um, notes on human behaviour from nightclubs, which is a good I'm one. In for that one. Um, I've also excited. got, uh, in terms of guests that I've got coming up, Tiago Forte from Forte Labs. Oh yes, which will be a big one. Tiago, he didn't respond to my tweet. Bastard. He's a busy guy though, isn't he? Um, I'm also going to start. See the man with the the praxis. Shit. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clever dude. What did you tweet him saying? Um, saying. Hello. <laughs> I offered him uh, three months of coaching in exchange for... I can't even remember what I... Didn't you pay for one of his products and say it was shit? I didn't. Didn't someone else Jordan pay? might have. What did you pay for and say it was shit? Big bundle. Oh, yeah. His his was the only... Bit that was okay. Decent thing in it, but the rest of the bundle was horrendous. Awful. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to start doing... Uh, uh, I'm organised with a few different DJs and club owners from big clubs. So Pepe, who was the founder and owner of Space Ibiza, is coming on. Pepe. Yep. Um, him and some of his marketing team, and we're going to do Tales from the Dance Floor, which is going wow. to be like epic um, stories of like party legends. So that'll be happening. Christoph, also known as Cozzy, is going to come on. He's going to talk about some stuff. I'm going to try and get Eric Prince when he's over as well. Very lean, Christoph. Jacked, from jacked out of his mind. Absolutely. Used to train in David Lord Newcastle. Yeah. Used to do a lot of incline bench press. What, Does, he loves incline bench incline press. Bench press. <laughs> loves. What is his name? Chris. Uh, CJ Costigan, but he yeah. plays under Kip Christoph. Very deep voice, very lean. Yeah. Tattoos on one arm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I met him in a sauna the other day. <laughs> and uh, but Because I was with this guy who knew him. Nose and, ring. And then, I can't remember if he had a nose ring. Right, yeah. um, but he, he's like quite tall. Big forearms. Yeah. Jacked. Very vascular forearms. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I've I've seen you in David Lloyd before. I was like, yeah, all the little naughty trials that I used to get. Yeah. (laughs) Good guy. He's a good guy. Well, that's it. Is there anything else? Are we done? That'd be it. That'd be it. Get by Life Hacks. Oh, is it? What? Life Hacks? (laughs) It might be. Life Hacks might be out. We've got another Life Hacks. That's all I said. That was last week, though. 
They've broken the rule of podcast land. Anyway, if you enjoyed the episode, please comment below, fire us any questions. Do not forget to subscribe and follow at Propane Fitness on Twitter and all of the social media. Okay, bye then. Okay, bye, bye then. Bye then.